So final question, Ed, with your travels to the UK, Beatles or Rolling Stones? Welcome to the Five Points Church Planting Podcast, where two church planters try to make one good point. My name is Reed, and I am the intern pushing all the buttons. This episode is sponsored by Auxilio Partners, managing the business of your church so you can focus on the ministry. Find out how at auxilio.partners slash five points. Today on the show, we've got Reverend Ed Norton, who runs a very special organization called the UK Partnership, which seeks to help UK and US churches hold one another's hands. So here we go. Welcome to the Five Points Church Planning Podcast. We are thankful for all of our listeners who are joining us today. We have Reverend Ed Norton from Independent Presbyterian Church in Memphis, Tennessee, um, Ed is not only a pastor at the church, Ed also helps head up the UK partnership, which is one of the things that we're going to be talking about today, church planning in the United Kingdom. But before we jump into that, wanted just to take an opportunity, Ed, for you to tell us a little bit about yourself and your church planning experience. Um, Hunter, thank you. It's so great to, uh, to be with you all today. So Thank you for the time that I have uh, on your podcast. Um, let's see, where do, I, where do I start? I have been on staff at uh, Independent uh, Presbyterian Church in Memphis for the past 24 years. This is my second time to be on staff. I was on staff in the last century when I did some youth <laughs> work hunter uh, for uh, IPC back in the 70s. But um, I've been ordained since 1987. I was on staff at First Presbyterian Church in Jackson for a number of years. And then I had the privilege, privilege of starting planting Highlands Presbyterian Church in Ridgeland, Mississippi. And I was with Highlands for about five years before I came back to IPC. I'm married to Sally. I have three children, um, Hallie, Evan, and Clark. Uh, Hallie and is married to Ford. If some some of your listeners may know Ford Williams II, this is Ford's dad, and um, they live just behind Independent. They have four little girls, and then Clark, excuse me, Evan is uh, lives in Nashville, and he's um, married to Lindsay, and they have a little granddaughter named May, or rather a daughter named May, and then uh, Clark and Christia have just come home from Lviv, Ukraine. He's with uh, Mission to the World, and he's on a church planting team in Lviv, and he's now home hunter for two years. He's finishing up his MDiv, hopefully to be ordained sometime next year, and then also picking up a counseling degree. So right. that's a little bit of who I am. Um, I always say that I'm retired military as well because I, I love my time in the military. Uh, one of the things that um, IPC gives me the opportunity is to um, – to be the coordinator and the facilitator for uh, the United Kingdom Partnership. So before we jump into the UK partnership, tell us a little bit more about planning Highlands and how that happened, how that transpired, and 
and how the Lord used you in planting a church. Oh, Hunter, that, that takes me all the way back. You know, uh, I would have to say, Hunter, that my years at Highlands were some of the most more most joyful years that I've had in my career. Um, I was sitting on a, in a missions committee meeting when the idea was floated that we might start a church uh, out on Highland Colony Parkway in the Ridgeland Madison area. And there's been a couple of times, Hunter, where the Lord has moved very dramatically in my life to show me what the next step was. And um, when I heard that, uh, there was just a remarkable uh, movement of the Lord in my life through the Holy Spirit to say that I needed to really take a hard look at this. Went home that night, told Sally, she got all nervous, and, uh, but that would begin a process that would last probably a year. Um, we would go through a pulpit search committee. We would go through church planter assessment, uh, ultimately be hired. And um, uh, the, the, my goal or my intention in planting Highlands was uh, to bring uh, a new um, form or a fresh form of worship um, to the area, which was very much of a priority for me. Skip Ryan had been very, very help, helpful with us on that, with me on that. And, um, and then to have a church that was endeavoring to uh, intentionalize um, discipleship. So um, it was just a joy. And I, I, wanted to have, I wanted to create an atmosphere, Hunter, where, where the congregation had the opportunity and the privilege to enter into worship. And I'm not mm -hmm. saying this style was better. I'm just saying it was different. Right. And people really appreciated um, the opportunity to have mm -hmm. a, an hour and a half worship service, to enter into worship, um, uh, to relate to the sermon, so to speak. And people enjoyed it. And right. it was, um, for me, it was very refreshing and very encouraging. Mm -hmm. And I think that was part of the the growth of Highlands. Mm -hmm. And Ed, we're connected in, in two ways. So Dr. Baird was the pastor at First Pres when you left to go plant Highlands. And Dr. Baird has been passed away, but was one of my mentors in ministry. And then Highlands, the church that Ed planted, was the mother church along with Pear Orchard in the Jackson area in terms of mothering the first church that I planted, Madison Heights. So we connected in those two different ways. And, and I have enjoyed those connections as well, Hunter. So thank you for that. And now you and I are connected because you're planting in Carterville and Independent has the, the privilege of, of, of helping in that. That's right. That's right. Could not do it without Independent. All right. You mentioned that you are in charge of the UK partnership. So let's dive into that a little bit. How did that come about? What is the UK partnership and what's, what's the purpose? What's the goal of this ministry? Okay. Thanks for that question. Um, I was on a conference call with some friends in the UK. I've been traveling uh, in the UK, particularly in, in London and Scotland for a number of years prior to 2012. And, um, and through networking and getting to know people and, and traveling there several times a year, begin to build a, a, a real network of 
of, of ministers from London to, uh, to Edinburgh. And we were on a call one day and we were just thinking through how American churches might be able to assist um, uh, ministry efforts in the UK. And the guys uh, in London and Edinburgh on this conference call in 2013, so 2011 probably, said, look, we think we have the guys to plant with. Um, we don't have the financial resources. And so I said, all right, well, look, uh, and this was a, about a two hour call. I said, look, what if we, what if we put together a, a coalition of PCA churches? Um, and obviously these churches are, you know, we all believe in Westminster, we're all covenantal, we're all reformed, et cetera. And, um, and what if I begin to connect, and Frank Hitchings was part of this as well, I begin to connect PCA uh, churches to UK uh, ministry needs. And, and what if we intentionalize church planting? And what if everybody worked for free so that there was no assessment fees, no membership fees? Actually, the UK partnership doesn't even have a checkbook or a budget. And, um, and what if over the course of a 10 year period, the Lord would allow us to raise a million dollars, $100,000 a year. And as I said a second ago, and every penny of those funds would go straight in to church planting in the UK. And that the partnership exists, not for the sake of the partnership, but the partnership exists to facilitate the relationship between a local PCA congregation and, um, and a church plant in the UK. And the response on the phone was, that would be remarkable if we could do that. So I got permission from uh, John Sartell and I began to um, uh, move in this area. And I um, identified about a hundred churches. I wrote a hundred churches, invited them to an initial partnership meeting, um, 25 responded, and that was in 2013. And uh, consequently, that was our first funding year um, from fall to December. And we funded $13,500, and that was the start of the partnership. And uh, the partnership has grown from a few churches to 25 churches. And over the course of the last eight years, and I just got these figures yesterday, those 25 churches over the course of the last eight years have give, has given uh, $2,054,760. And again, Hunter, every penny has gone into church planting. So, um, the, so what is the purpose of the partnership? We exist to connect PCA churches and now EPC churches uh, in the U.S., obviously, to U.K. church planting ministry needs. We want there to be congregation-to-congregation relationships. And then once that happens, uh, we get out of the way so that that relationship can be uh, fostered and can grow and can mature. Uh, Neil McMillan is one of my Scottish friends. He has very dry wit, very funny uh, free church minister. And um, he's he said early on, we should not call this UK partnership. We should call this match.com <laughs> because fundamentally what I'm running is a dating service 
right. between EPC and PCA churches and UK church plants. So Ed, tell us um, about some of the churches that ha- are a part of the UK partnership, not on the American side, but across the pond. Yeah, um, you know, starting in, uh, in Edinburgh, um, we, we plant churches with the Free Church of Scotland. Um, we have been recently funding uh, Tom Muir, um, who is uh, in the northern part of Edinburgh in Esk Valley. And um, since we started the partnership, the Free Church of Scotland has actually created a church planting organization called Generation, where they're, try- they're endeavoring to start upwards of 30 churches before um, sometime in the next 10 to 15 years, all around Edinburgh. Edinburgh is, um, has the highest per capita wealth of any capital of Europe. And so it's a very influential capital. Uh, it's a very wealthy capital. Um, Edinburgh has the opportunity not only to influence um, Scotland, but really all of the UK. And so because of the UK partnership, because of our relationships that we have with the guys in Scotland, because they have come to the US Hunter, and they've seen the Mid-South Church Planting Network, which has had an influence upon the uh, creation of their network called Generation. Um, now they have their own network and, and uh, they're planting churches all around Edinburgh and up in Inverness. And then US churches are helping to fund that network. And those churches have become successful. And then the other part of that is, Hunter, that we're endeavoring to offer um, certified U.S. coaches to coach U.K. church planters. There's a church in uh, Manchester called City Church Manchester. Um, The the preaching team for City Church is Matt Waldock and uh, Ralph Cunnington. Uh, These guys, they're part of the uh, Fellowship of Independent Evangelical Churches, the FIEC. Um, They are reformed in their soteriology. uh, they're uh, not necessarily covenantal, but reformed in so- their soteriology. They're doing a great job in Manchester. They're very much on the cutting edge of, um, of ministry in Manchester. And, um, and many people that are coming to their church, which is pre-pandemic, uh, three or 400, many of those are coming by conversion growth. And so they're having a, a tremendous influence in the city of Manchester. Um, then we helped start a church in central London at, Canada, at the Canada Water Tube Stop. Uh, Kruger de Kock is a South African. Um, he's planting in a public library right there at the Tube Stop. He now has two or 300 people coming. Um, he's an independent uh, pastor right now, but probably moving into the uh, International Presbyterian Church, um, which is um, a hunter of the... Uh, the old Schaeferian denomination that Francis Schaeffer started. And so we've had the opportunity to fund him as a church for about six years. And then he's a key figure and leader for us in the UK partnership. Is that helpful? Yeah, Ed, that's very helpful. Uh, it's good to hear about all the church planters in the UK. We interviewed Andy Young from Oxford not too long ago on this podcast, and it was just really encouraging to hear everything he had to say. And to hear him discuss what's going on there and, and really some of the challenges and struggles that they faced during the pandemic. You know, um, Hunter, uh, 
Andy's doing a great job in Oxford. Uh, it's a highly secular environment. It's a highly charged intellectual environment. Um, Andy started from scratch. He is very much, he's a godly man. Uh, he's a, a, a real spiritual entrepreneur. Um, he actually, they actually worship uh, in a building associated with the university. And uh, he really is doing a remarkable job. And, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing how the Lord's going to use that church in Oxford for years to come. I've always wanted, in case Les Newsom's listening, I've always wanted there to be a uh, a sister-to-sister -sister relationship between uh, Christ Pres Oxford and um, and Andy's Church in Oxford. So I'm there still work, I'm still working on that. There should be. I'll text Les and tell him to get on that. Yes. All right. So you mentioned some of the the ways that these UK church planters are working, meeting in libraries and buildings on college campuses. So what can planters here in the U.S learn from some of the ways that these UK church planters have had to go about planting in their context? You know, um, when I first started traveling to Scotland, what uh, David Robertson, David Meredith, Neil McMillan, and others uh, told us, uh, they made this statement, um, that, that they were already engaged with uh, uh, with radical secularism, um, and they said there is a tsunami of secularism coming to the U.S. that's going to hit your shores, and, and they said you need to come to the U.K. to learn how to do ministry in such a secular environment, and, um, and we took that to heart, and there's been guys uh, over the course of the last eight or nine years that have gone to the UK and they've, they've sat down with Ralph Cunnington or David Meredith or others to learn about how, you know, how do you do ministry in such a highly secular environment? Because I really think, Reed, that, that they have, uh, the guys in the UK have a lot to say to us about a philosophy of ministry uh, in a secular environment such as we are now experiencing. And um, and one, I want to say one, one other thing about the partnership in terms of this. Um, not only is, is, has the giving been really substantial, but Reed, one of the things that's happened is there's been this, this and I'm going to use this word intentionally because I like it. There's been this real sweet, gracious fellowship and friendship that's existed between the U.S. side of the house and the U.K. side of the house. And... Uh, Sally asked me one time, my wife, she said, how are you going to get everybody to go on this trip that you're doing? And I said, I don't have to hustle people because people really enjoy, you know, the Americans love being with the Brits and the Brits love being with the Americans. And um, there's a camaraderie that has developed over the last uh, eight or nine years that's really rather phenomenal. And I think Ed, many would agree with that. Ed, the other day I was on Facebook and someone posted a uh, a meme of the UK and it said, this is what Americans think of the UK. And so it was the, the countries of the United Kingdom, but London was just written across it. And that that's all Americans think about when they think about the United Kingdom. All joking aside is the UK partnership helps and supports and works with these planters. What areas of the UK are being considered, discussed, talked about in terms of future church planning? Yeah. 
you know, Hunter, we work with the International Presbyterian Church. We work with the Evangelical Presbyterian Church of England and Wales. We work with um, uh, some of the FIEC congregations, Fellowship of Independent Evangelical Churches. We work with uh, the Free Church of Scotland. Uh, we're working some now with Cornhill, Scotland. And, uh, and some of the church sites that, you know, where we're planting, we have plants in London. Oh, by the way, we work with Birmingham 2020 as well. Um, but we, we have church plants in London, in Birmingham, in Manchester, uh, in Leeds, in days past, Derby, and then all around Edinburgh. Um, we, we have church plants that dot all the way from London all the way up, up to Edinburgh. And probably after this year, hopefully, we'll have a church plant in Inverness. So we're, we go from one end of the island to the other. Well, and Hunter, I would, if you'll allow me to say this, we, um, we, ha we have a partnership meeting every year. Um, you know, like this year, we leave September 19th. I've got about 20, 25 people going. And we're going to land in London. And we'll, uh, we'll spend uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, London, Manchester, uh, Edinburgh. We'll interview up, upwards of 20 plus church planters. Um, uh, folks that serve on missions committees are going with us. Missions pastors are going with us. And so they'll have the opportunity to, to interview all these church planters and they will get a bird's eye view, so to speak, of what the Holy Spirit is doing from London to Edinburgh. Mm -hmm. And it's really remarkable. And, uh, and this trip is, is incredibly informative. Uh, so this year we'll be in the UK. Next year we'll have a one-day meeting at Christ's Covenant in Matthews, North Carolina. And, um, and if anybody ever wants to attend one of these partnership meetings, uh, we'd, we'd, we would certainly uh, ask them to attend and would welcome their uh, involvement with us. All right. As someone who has planted yourself and then been involved with helping uh, foster planting both here and uh, in the United Kingdom as well, what advice would you have for someone who is considering planting today? Planting in the U.S.? Either. So maybe someone who is interested in possibly planting uh, in the U.K., but also here um, stateside as well. You know, Reed, when you ask that question, and I, I really appreciate that question because that's a that's a very important concept. Um, I think uh, I think it's really important for us to have a holistic biblical um, philosophy of ministry um, as we think about what we want the church to be. Um, when I think about a philosophy of ministry for the local church. Uh, I, Acts 2, 42 through 47, informs me of what that philosophy of ministry is to be. Um, because in that passage, we read that there's a devotion to apostolic teaching. There's a devotion to scripture. Uh, there's joyful worship. There's intimate fellowship. There's um, sacrificial service. And there's relentless evangelism. And, and you know, I think sometimes in the PCA, you know, we, we, we make this mistake, Reed, that we think, well, we're a worshiping church or we're an evangelism church. And I actually think 
that there's five nutrients that every local church has to have and and that those five nutrients are not optional we're actually called to ensure that those nutrients are um are present and active in our church uh, in a continual fashion and that in in one sense uh, one does not have the priority over the other because um uh, all should inform the other and the each and each should empower the other and that when we when we really believe that read and we and we see this being fleshed out in our church day to day month to month year to year uh, all five nutrients uh, coming together synergist synergistically in light of, of the body of Christ and the worship of the people of God. I think that's when revival takes place. Two-thirds of all PCA churches right now, two-thirds, and this is not my statistic, it's Paul Hahn's statistic, are flatlined or dying. And obviously, we have the theology, right? We have the confession. We have so much that ought to be fostering church health. And, and Hunter, that's just my opinion. Um, we must be struggling when it comes to philosophy of ministry. So my word uh, of encouragement to anyone who's considering planting or to anyone who wants to be a vibrant, healthy church member and contributor, let's think about and take seriously Acts 2, 42 through 47, those five nutrients, and let's see the church flourish and let's see renewal and revival break out not only in our local church, but I'd love to see it throughout the PCA. That's good. That's really, Ed, if someone's listening today, they're a pastor of a Reformed Presbyterian church, and they like what they're hearing about the UK partnership, how would they, how would they get involved? How would they contact you? Hmm. They can contact me, obviously, at Independent Presbyterian Church in Memphis. Uh, my... Um, um, email is enorton at ipcmemphis.org. I would love to uh, take about 30 or 45 minutes and unpack for them uh, where we've been the first eight or nine years uh, and then how they can get involved. We'd love to have more and more churches involved. Hunter, we just um, had a planning retreat in Chattanooga uh, with five leaders um, from the U.S. side of the house, uh, Frank Hitchings, Al Barf, Chan Kilgore, Scotty Smith, Michael Armantrout and myself, and we've we've set out the next ten years mm -hmm. uh, or more to yeah. 2033. Yeah, and our goal is to go from 25 churches to 50, and right. from two million to four million plus. And so, Ed, what does it mean that a church is involved with the partnership? Because you said you don't have a checking account, so does that mean that a church begins to give to a UK church? Right, exactly, Hunter. Um, they would attend a partnership meeting, get to know some of the church planters, have lunch with them, have a meal with them, um, begin to interview them, begin to know them. And then they would begin to fund that church planter um, in the form and fashion that they want to. Mm -hmm. um, it's not up to the, to the partnership of who funds who. Uh, because of our ecclesiology, it's up to the local session to right. make a decision that, yes, we're going to fund a church plant in London at this prescribed amount for two or three years, 
and then uh, and then that starts the relationship and then we encourage the american pasture to travel to the uk the uk pasture to travel to uh to uh to the us and they begin to really get, uh, to know each other but we also want the folks in the congregation to know each other uh, because it just becomes at that point very synergistic and right. people people just enjoy it more and more and more so they can and, call me and it's it's an easy thing uh to join so to speak and people who are listening that might be interested in the short term or the long term in planting in the uk they can touch base with you as well they can and uh, we, we do have uh families now in the u.s individuals now in the u.s that can uh, that can give. I have a donor advised fund at the Wise Heart Foundation. And so we have uh, uh, individuals funneling money into the Wise Heart Foundation. Um, and then they will say, we want to support this church in the UK. That Wise Heart sends that money. They, they wire it straight to Europe. And um, so that's how individuals can act and families can actually adopt a church planter mm-hmm. and his family and invest for two or three or five years in his ministry. And then they can get on an airplane and go see their investment. And they can realize this, the S, what I call the SROI, the spiritual return on investment. And, um, and it's a great encouragement to many families. And it's a, it's a wonderful lesson for the children of the families as they see mom and dad in, uh, investing their financial resources into things of eternity. So final question, Ed, with your travels to the UK, Beatles or Rolling Stones? Oh, Beatles. Okay. Beatles. Beatles it is. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, what's the, what's the uh, intersection, <laughs> Hunter, where they're walking across? Oh, the, Abbey Road? Uh, Abbey Road. Uh, my goal one day is to have all my family in the UK, and that's our Christmas card. Oh, that would be good. <laughs> that would be good. That would be great. So Ed, thank you so much for joining our podcast. Thank you so much for all that you do for church planning and all that you do for the UK partnership. I'm thankful for how the Lord is using you for the growth of his kingdom. Now, Hunter, thank you. And we are so encouraged with your work in Collierville. We're so thankful for your work in Collierville and uh, just looking, continue to look forward to seeing how the Lord is going to use your church. So thank you for your leadership and for your friendship. That's the last word for now. Thanks to Auxilio for sponsoring this episode, and thanks to you for listening. As always, you can reach us with comments or questions on Twitter and Facebook at Five Points Planting or at our new email address, reformplanting at gmail.com. See y'all next time. Five Points Church Planting is a member of the Society of Reformed Podcasters.